Hello everyone, welcome to the Youth Critic Podcast on the Youth Critic Network. Welcome to the Youth Critic Podcast. I am your host, Kale Smith. Joining me today is Ryan, uh, Ryan B. What's up? And also joining me is Alfie Amaya. Hello. Uh, and so I'm going to throw it to Ryan here. So what? we're not really talking about any movies because uh, it's not- January. Um <laughs> We got uh, Infinity so, Pool in, in a couple of days. We got Infinity oh, Pool in a couple of days. Did the new we got new Brandon Cronenberg? Right. Well, it's not David Cronenberg, but anyway. Yeah. So, Ryan, why are we here? We're here to talk about the Oscar nominations and why the fuck did Andrea Rosenberg get a nomination for a movie that nobody saw? No one's seen. <laughs> nobody saw it. Yeah. Yes, we are here to talk about the Oscar nominations. We're uh, we did not do a predictions. Uh, we normally don't do it, and we don't normally talk about the Oscars in too much because, especially since we haven't done uh, a best of podcast list for the show yet. Um, more information on that towards the end. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk about the Oscar nominations. Uh, it was kind of shocking. Uh, lots of surprises. Lots of. Um, Things to what? talk about. So, um, Alfie, I'm going to throw it at you. What were some of the big snubs and surprises? Um, well, personally, I think the most surp- probably the most surprising category was Best Actress. Um, <laughs> because, I don't know, it's, it's so strange what happened. Um, and I don't know, I think it makes um, some kind of something that could happen like, you know, in the future. So basically um, I'm not, I'm not really in that Andrew Riceboro nomination. I think it's, I, I don't think that was a good thing to happen um, because, you know, there's also Daniel Deadweiler for Till getting get in. Uh, Viola Davis didn't get in for the Woman King, and then <laughs> Woman King didn't get anything. The, yeah, the um, Woman King or Till, they didn't get anything. Um, also, Carrie Mulligan missed for uh, she said. Yeah, or was I that, mean, or was that, that was or kind that of lead? that was kind of expected. Um, I mean, even I mean, everyone had been kind of saying the whole season Margot Robbie was a sh- like pretty much a shoe in for Babylon, and Babylon's just like nowhere near this list. Babylon only got uh, score, makeup, and something else. Yeah, right. But it's not like in the above. Yeah, but it's not in the above the line uh, categories. Yeah, which, it didn't I mean, get any sense. <laughs> yeah, um, and it was a surprise to see Andrea Riseborough, but also it was a surprise to see Anna de Armas because she. Uh, that movie was not liked of, by a lot of people. A lot of people yeah. hated that movie. The Razzies gave her gave it eight nominations, but they did not nominate Ana de Armas for for a Razzie. They well, nominated the I mean, movie. 
I think and Andrew Dominic, I think got three nominations, one for his hatred of women in <laughs> on screen worst on screen duo, uh directing and writing. Right. But I mean that's the thing about, you know, Blonde. I mean, Alfie, you have seen uh Blonde and I think as you were and you know what, actually, what do you think of Blonde? I'll let you well, when I when I watched Blonde, I remember thinking um, that it was it was terrible. Like that movie's ter- absolutely awful. But then, right. kind of like a days later, just kind of thinking about it, I thought, you know what? This is actually one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Probably the worst movie I've ever seen. Because um, I don't think Blonde had any purpose, really. And I think even really terrible movies that are, you know, that don't really have any production value or are just terribly written or directed. I think if, even those movies have some kind of purpose or some, you know, something to go for them. But Blonde felt kind of like a movie that was burned like out of hatred, you know? Like it, it felt like Andrew Dominic just came in and said, you know, I really dislike this person. So I'm going to go ahead and make this movie about this person that I hate uh, and kind of, you know. And I don't think he likes that era too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So that's why, but honestly, um, I don't don't really mind Anna de Armas getting it because I I do think she was great. I do think she was a great casting for Marilyn Monroe. And I mean, she did what? what's in the script and what Andrew Dominic told her to do. So I can't really blame her too much for that. Um, so, but yeah, I do think she was great. And it's weird to me that, you know, people were like, you know, so Viola Davis and Daniel Deadweiler were snubbed and they were like, oh my God, Anna de Armas took their, that's one of those spots, which I don't think so because, you know, she really had a lot of support since you know the golden globes and she's been getting all this she i mean she got in at bafta and i think she had enough support for her to have her own spot you know so i don't think she took anybody's spot i think the people who took those spots were andrew riceborough and michelle williams and 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 yeah what people can are just saying you know i know they are mistaken that spot which I, i don't think that's true wasn't well, uh, wasn't Michelle Williams kind of supposed to be supporting, or were, no. weren't they going to weren't they going to move her to supporting? Um, she was support. I mean, we I think everyone assumed she was supporting before the movie came out, and I guess there is a narrative in which to say that she's the lead actress of the Fablements, but I do still think she should have gone supporting. Um, so I don't know if she decided or if, if it was Universal. I don't know to go into lead. So they started campaigning her in lead. Um, I mean, if you watch the movie, she is the co-lead. Like, yeah, her and Gabriel Labelle are the co-leads. Like everyone I think, else, yeah, everyone like, else think, is the supporting actor or like, supporting espe- lead. Especially rewatching it last night, I still think Kihu Kwan should have been uh, like co-lead. I think that I think, uh, granny, granny, he might not have gotten as it might not have been easy as easy to win. Because you got Austin Butler, Colin, and Brendan, but I think I think it w- it would have served better as a lead. Honestly, he's fine as supporting actor because the role in its nature is supporting. 
Yeah. I mean, he's the one giving all the, you know, the guidance. I mean, no matter like what variant or version screen, of screen time wise, um, he he probably has he's in over 50% of the movie. And that's fair, and that's totally fair. But I do I think I think A24 made the smarter move of keeping yeah. him supporting cuz um, not to say that supporting actor was a light, you know, was was a light year, but I think it he was always a shoe in because a he's so beloved. Like him and Brandon Fraser are like the most like beloved of the categories. Like are the ones that everyone's rooting for the most. So I think pitting Kehu Kwan and Brandon Fraser in the same category, I think would have been disastrous. And, and it would have been an Encino Man reunion at that at lead actor. Yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, I'm and, glad and, they, they and, decided on supporting. And uh and with with lead lead, some people are are semi suggesting that because Lisa Marie Presley died, that, that might pu- that might push the narrative for why Alison Butler should win. I don't agree with it, but that's that's the narrative some people are going with. I think it's Brand I think it's still Brandon's to win. I mean we still or have Colin. the Baptist. We still have the Baptist and I think SAG is coming right up right around the corner here. But I mean, but yeah, just going into best actor. I mean, it's. I think it's still Brandon's. I think the reason he did lose was just because of the whole Golden Globe thing. Like he lost the Golden Globe. I think he just kind of. Yeah. They were just. I was. I was even surprised that they even nominated Brandon Fraser. To be honest, at at first, Cause, but I knew once he got in that he was not going to win. I think. I don't think anybody thought that he was going to win the Golden Globe. I think it was a surprise for us that he, Austin Butler did win um, Best Lead Actor of the Golden Globes. But I mean, it's it's a deserved win. I mean, he's I mean, he does give the best performance. Like even if you hate Elvis, like like if you hate Elvis as much as uh, Alfie hates uh, Blonde, <laughs> you have to admit that but, but Butler still gives the best performance in that movie. Absolutely, one hundred percent. At least over. Uh... Uh, Tom Hanks, which thankfully he did not get nominated. He did get a he did get I a double Rossino. You know? <laughs> I, I for for, oh for for that and for his Pinocchio. Speaking for Pinocchio. of Pinocchio, I was surprised that that uh, GDT's Pinocchio only got one nomination. It missed um, score, it missed uh, missed production design, it missed screenplay. Yeah, I mean. Did Alexandra Stablot actually get a nomination for anything? No, 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 he didn't. Okay, no. I, I think I think it was he he he. They, it made the short list. For what it's worth, it made the short list. Yeah. Okay. So looking at the, I mean, I guess looking. At, I know we're jumping around here, but looking at original score, do we think it's John Williams's year, or do we think it's some someone else's year? No, I think Babylon's taking that. Yeah, I, I I I'd give it to Babylon too. Unless 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 every because it's a, it's an amazing and very memorable score. Unless unless the Academy decides they like uh, All Quiet so much and they just check off the boxes, because there are there have been in the past where the Academy, if they like a movie, they'll just check off all the boxes even if they don't understand the category. Yeah. That could happen as well because Babylon didn't really made it anywhere really, so you know, out of three noms, technical noms, 
and for them to really give it to Babylon. I do think Babylon, I do, I would predict Babylon to win, but I think there is a way for somebody else to upset, but I don't think it will be John Williams. I think it'll be all quiet. Yeah. Or if they like everything everywhere, they could go to that. If they like everything everywhere, it could go to some Lux. Yeah, they did and like for, it a lot. <laughs> and yeah, somebody I met, think it's. I mean, it's nominated for how? I think it's nominated for a lot. Eleven. Of stuff, right? yeah. Eleven. Eleven. How did they get costume design? I didn't. It it uh the the, the scene where Stephanie Hsu is in the Elvis costume, in that little Elvis okay. inspired outfit. Okay. I was like, I'm trying to remember that movie. It's like, that's the thing about these design choices where I'm just like, because like the Fablemans, I was like, period. It's a period movie. Okay, like that's like I've been kind of like all day, kind of looking at these and going, wait, what? Why for some of this stuff? Okay, so I have to bring up the Batman because everyone wanted it to initially get like at least all the technical stuff and it misses out on cinematography. It misses out on production design. It missed out uh, on score. score. Yeah. And it wasn't even shortlisted for score, which is baffling. I think that and Nope missing and not getting uh, shortlisted for sound design is baffling. And Nope didn't even get anything. Yeah. It, yeah it did it, nope didn't even get VFX. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, the there, I know there was a, get nominated for best sound. I know there yeah. was a push for uh, for Kiki Palmer to get nominated for Nope, and unfortunately, it just didn't happen. Even for supporting actress, it just didn't happen. I, I wonder uh, if Hong were... Xiao took her spot because supporting actress uh, Angela Bassett could be considered the front runner, and. Uh, didn't Carrie Condon win a lot of uh, like like the small critics awards? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she pretty much won like most of them of the critic circles. So, but he, here's the thing about supporting actress: it could have you know Kiki Palmer's could have went to Jamie Lee like it could have like Jamie it could have taken Jamie Lee Curtis's spot. Um, but also like. Because that's been the kind of the narrative of the season is what like Jamie Lee Curtis getting nominated for supporting actress, even though like she really has a very small role in the movie. Yeah, I mean, okay. she didn't necessarily blew me away anywhere, but I'm more open to it now that Stephanie Hsu also got nominated. Um, yeah, I think there would have been a lot of shit if if Jamie Lee got in and Stephanie did not. Yeah, because that's that's pretty much what the narrative was. That why was Jamie Lee Curtis getting all these nominations, and while Stephanie she wasn't really getting anything. And but now that both got in, I don't think that's gonna be really something. You know that people talk about. You know that Jamie Lee Curtis shouldn't be there. Um, I know a lot of people were expecting Dolly DeLeon for Triangle of Sadness to get in, and I did. I did. Um, had her in my predictions. I did have Dolly DeLeon. And I'm surprised that she didn't get in because considering Triangle of Sadness got in a picture and director and a screenplay. But that's it. Director, screenplay, yeah. and picture, and that's it. And I don't think it's gonna win any any of those, to be honest. No, I don't I don't think so. I think it could I think it could sneak in for screenplay. 
I, I, it, if they like it enough to grant it, it could be this year's, uh, 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 licorice pizza. Because licorice for... pizza last year had, was going to get either at least screenplay or nothing at all and nothing and nothing else. But then it surprised and got picture and director. Yeah, I got the same yeah. nonsense with the Chris Pizza. Uh, yeah, well, screenplay could be tough because you got Martin, you got the, the Daniels, you got you got the Fablemans, yeah, and you got sure. Tar. Yeah, yeah, and, tar. and you got Tar. I th- yeah, that's why I kind of think yeah, that Tarnival Santa is gonna lo- the fifth spot. To be honest, I don't think he's gonna win. Here's my thing about original screenplay, though. Usually, what wins screenplay usually wins best picture. Like yes, so right now, because looking at the adapted screenplay, I don't think All Quiet, All Quiet on the Western Front will probably win Best Foreign Film or Best International. Excuse me, sorry. Uh, And then um, what? I said you gotta be politically correct and say and say uh, uh, international. I just forgot they changed. I keep. I'm so they. I'm so used. I'm so used to the foreign language. The they should change the roles for that category too, but but when we get the international film, I'll go over it. Right. So, but for adapted screenplay, I mean, it's only All Quiet in the Western Front, Glass Onion, uh, Living, which I'm surprised Living is still in the Oscar category because I don't know anyone that's seen Living. Um, I think it, would, it played at one of the festivals and was loved, and Bill Nye has gotten, I think he got all four, right? Yeah. I think it, I think it premiered a can, I believe, and it got a lot of love there. Even though they didn't give it anything on the awards. Actually, no, it premiered at Sundance last year. Oh, Sundance! Oh, good grief! There's um, always there's always that one Sundance movie that kind of sneaks in in some categories. Yeah, but I mean, most of it's like stuff we've already been seeing, like. Call Me By Your Name premiered at Sundance of 2017, and by the I time it, I thought that was no, a no, that was a Sundance. Because uh, I remember like the Sundance reviews coming out for that. Yeah, Call Me um, By Your Name, Get Out also premiered at Sundance. Yes, that year. Um, but yeah, no, for adapted screenplay, it's Top Gun Maverick, which I don't think is going to win Best Picture. Um, it's nice that it got nominated because it's a big movie. And it's a genre, it's still a genre I've, film. I've seen a lot of people complaining about that one. A lot of, or at least on my on my other end, are complaining about Maverick getting in for screenplay. Um. Well, I don't. Um. I guess I I kind of understand where they're coming from, but I don't know. I can't really think of anything else that could have taken that spot or something better, you know, because. Of course, the whale isn't there, but apparently many people had a lot of issues with that screenplay. So I'm not surprised that it. I'm. It's a little surprising that it didn't get in, but I'm not. But not really, you know, because it's it's been a very controversial screenplay. I mean, it's a little surprising that Avatar didn't make it, or the Batman didn't make it. Um, it's. But that's. I think that's. Pinocchio could have. Pinocchio could have gotten in. If you really, really yeah, think about it, yeah. yeah. But they, they didn't like that movie as much as we thought. So, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah, it only got unfor- Yeah, it only got one. Yeah, but at least I it think it's still winning that one. I mean, yeah. I mean, hopefully. I think number two um, would probably be Marcel, right? 
Yeah, I think number two is in Marcel. animation. I think in a in Which, a very shocking turn of events, I think there there could be a world where Marcel upsets. Um, but I do still think it's Pinocchio still. I haven't. I still haven't seen it yet. Is it mostly? Is it mostly just that character roaming around with the the occasional live action? I know there's a scene where she where she's interviewed by Leslie Stahl because it's in the trailer. But but is that like pretty much the only real live action stuff in there, or is it? Well, um, it's um, it does look live action, but most of the of what you see on camera, it's it's a miniature set. So that's why it's um, it's taken more of a, a stop motion movie because everything is not real still, aside from those couple scenes where uh, with Leslie Stahl or some scenes, you know, like in highways and things like that. But but yeah, I do understand that it it it, it is mostly an animated movie because most of it is is sets um, like miniature sets and things like that. Yeah, they had to. I think they had to submit a uh, submit a request, and and they allowed it. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I'm surprised that it that it premiered a Telluride in twenty or in 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 September twenty twenty one. That it wasn't. In other words, that it wasn't a, uh, or that that a twenty four didn't didn't like release it in, in late 2020 well granted yeah the pandemic and all but is that why is that probably why they didn't release it in 2021 or at yeah, the end of the year probably and i think they had because yeah. sometimes they do push a lot of movies to next year because they only have you know that much money for um release campaigns and things like that um because the same thing happened with after yang because that i believe that premiered at Cannes in 2021 but it came out until last year, and then it, and then it it got dumped as the same day on Showtime. Yes, yes it, it did not. It it it, it wasn't even a same day POV P P V O D. It was on a premium cable network. Oof. And then yeah, and I think that's like why Causeway, uh, which has Brian Tyree Henry uh, nominated, I was, I was very um, very happy at that. Yeah. It, Right. Yes. Same here. It, but I mean, that's just been their thing. They co they distribute it through Apple. Um, From what no I, one, most people didn't get to see it. So other than well, other than you guys, if um, if you if you have Apple TV Plus, and you and you had heard the buzz on it, or heard that that it's a new Jennifer Lawrence movie, there are probably people that 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 tuned in to watch watch it for that. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Causeway was going to be just a twenty-four, and then they kind of, and then I guess because they realized it wasn't a com- a big commercial movie, they they kind of sold distribution rights to Apple. Yes, yeah. And After Sun had the same kind of deal with movie, but it was only for international territories. That's why if you have like VPN, you can watch uh, After Sun. Uh, for and the not UK. have to pay for it. Yes. Well, I mean, you have to pay for movie, but yeah. Uh, but yes, um, you can watch it through Movie UK or Movie Ireland. Um. So yes. Um. But hey, speaking of After Sun, um, Paul Mescal got in. He did, and hey. I, I screamed, I screamed like I, like they were saying my name. 
I was so happy. I was because he literally is the best perform. He has the. I know not everyone's seen the whale, but he has the best performance of the year. Like he gave it. Like that is the performance of the year, and for it to have almost went under the radar, it would have been like uh would have been like a crime. Like it would have been on the level of a crime because it is such a great performance, and the Academy doesn't n- normally. Like they don't normally nominate younger people. Yes, they nominated Timothy Chalamet for calling by your name, mm-hmm. but it's usually it. They usually just kind of reserve it, you know, for more of the older statesmen. Yeah, because that's why um, I actually had instead of Paul Mescal, I had Tom Cruise in my predictions because I really wanted Paul Mescal to get in, but that same thing, you know, that they don't, they don't, they rarely see or like from performances from younger actors um they used to in the best actress category but they haven't done that in a, in a while and i knew they're already going for austin butler in elvis so i didn't see them kind of you know kind of doing two actors in that same age range um but they did they did and i'm very happy i didn't know stephanie Hsu was over 30 i figured she was in her early 20s yeah Wait, what? i i Stephanie Hsu was born in 1990, so she was she so she is 32. I figure she was 23, maybe 24. Yeah. But still, even at 32, it's it's really still under the age range that they usually go with. So I, I'm very I mean, happy they to be three. I mean, at least at least uh, at least her character in everything wasn't a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> no, because... she yeah she's an adult in the the movie. Yeah. Um, well, well, I mean, I mean, it could have been like a, like a, like a Euphoria thing where, where they have actors that are in their thirties still playing teenagers. Not a lot of them, but there are there are a couple, at least at least two or three of those actors are, are at least over thirty. Right. Okay. But yeah, and so for but yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a great surprise to find that out. And I mean, the best actor list, we always knew it was going to be tied. Because we always knew that for whatever reason, Bill Nye was going to be on there. We always knew that Brandon Fraser was going to be on there. And we always knew that Colin Farrell was going to be on there. The other two spots were kind of, you know, up in the air. I know and Alfie is technically, it is right that Austin Butler kind of has been like right, staying in there. But Paul Mescal to me was like, that was the nice star course that, you know, and it, and I can see, a, you know, voters going for Tom Cruise. Like, if this was an older set of, like, Oscar voters we have, they could have went for Tom Cruise, because that would have been a really nice story, like, to capitalize on this is a character coming back and giving, like, a career best performance, you know, or career best, as I do air quotes. Yeah. yeah Let's just say, if your other op- your other options would have, could have been Hugh Jackman for The Sun. Well, uh, no, no one likes that movie. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, Adam Driver for White Noise, maybe? Even though nope. nobody really liked no, it. I don't think Daniel so. Craig, maybe? Diego um, Calva, I, I would have liked? No, I, th- I think it was definitely between Paul Mescal and Tom Cruise. I think it was just between the two of them, that last spot. Yeah, and also Babylon has kind of lost steam in the best acting category. So, yeah. I, I, honestly, Babylon should really kind of be considered lucky to just be in the race. <laughs> Sorry, Alfie. Like, it really... Like, because of the buzz and because people, 
because of how it how it's rubbed a yeah. lot of people the wrong way. And actually, because you know, at the beginning of the year, a lot of people were like, you know, Babylon might win Best Picture or Margot Robbie is going to win Best Actress. And I knew yep. that that was not going to happen because um, you know there was that script going around, which apparently was the final version of the script, the one that they used in the movie, and. <laughs> That movie was always meant, you know, meant to be divisive. I didn't see, you know, I, I didn't see that script and being like, you know, everybody's going to love this movie. I don't see that. And um, so the results are kind of some what I was expecting. I just, I, like, I love Babylon, but I never really bought the hype of Babylon as an awards contender. Yeah, I remember, I think it was like September or so that like they were, t they were doing test screenings and there were people saying, this is hardcore, this is near NC-17, this is over three hours. And then it turns out, yes, it was near NC-17 and yes, it was over three hours. Um, and so with, with like the test screenings, they didn't, in other words, they didn't cut anything or they didn't cut a lot. Yeah, the only thing that I know of that changed between test screenings and the final cut is uh, the ending. The very ending is different. They, yeah. they added a montage at the end. That's the only big difference. Wait, the montage wasn't in the uh, the test screening? No. No, no. Wow. Uh, unless, <clears throat> unless it wasn't ready. I don't know about that. I just know that... I think it wasn't ready because it, it wasn't the script at the end that the montage i i think I, I think not to spoil anything but i think he should have gone further and actually like like put like a brief flash from la la land in there no yes. because, i, I mean I, it, it would have made it would have made perfect sense no i don't i i think he would have he would have gotten a lot of backlash for that <laughs> that's not that the montage is about anyway the montage features all of the different innovations through time so it wouldn't have, and La La Land didn't innovate anything. So it wouldn't have made sense to have La La Land. Yeah, because they had Avatar and Jurassic Park and Terminator. Tron and, yeah. And Tron, yeah. So, yeah, that, that makes more sense in that montage. Mm-hmm. So, I wonder yeah. if he had to pay money to. I wonder if he had to pay Disney money to get to sneak that in there. Or if Cameron was like, yeah, I like your movie. Go ahead and put it in there. I'm sure it's a licensing thing. I mean, yeah, I'm. I'm sure. I think James Cameron would have been like, you know, just use it, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? Yeah, I mean, what's? It's more additional promotion for James Cameron. Yeah, which is crazy that both movies came out at the same time. <laughs> Literally weeks, like a week apart. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. And speaking yeah. of James Cameron, he only got in for for picture because he's one of the producers, and for he didn't get in for directing, and he Wait, didn't get Avatar in for screenplay. Avatar got nominated for picture. Oh, I thought. Way of Water. Way of, uh, I was going back to ours. Way of Water got in for picture, and a couple of texts, and that's it. Yeah, I think Cameron got in for directing for the first one. I think he got ready. Did. Didn't he get in for writing for the first one? No, but he did get director, and he lost to to his ex wife, Catherine Bigelow. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, I think he even wanted it that way. I think he wanted to lose directing so she could have it. I think that's yeah. what he said. And I mean, he already won before for Titanic, so I don't know. I, he won like three Oscars for Titanic, so I don't know if he'd care that much. Yeah, 
Uh, I mean, and yeah. So I mean, it's not, and also like he didn't expect it to get as much love as he did, as it did Avatar. Yeah. So and for even Avatar: The Way of Water to even be still received in this in in the similar light is like more icing on the cake for him. So do you think? Do you think? Do you think Way of Water was ten? Who cares? Was, was uh, number. I think. Were, were, were like, no, like I think women talking was Babylon. ten. Oh yeah, you're right because of the whole Brad Pitt thing, right? Mm. Wait, what? I, I know, I know. Plan B produced it, but I don't think he got not he what he wasn't a credited producer. What what was the Brad Pitt thing? Oh, or, you're or right. Him beating up, or 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 was it him well, beating up people, I think people were kind of people were kind of like pointing out the kind of hypocrisy of like Brad Pitt producing a movie, but then being accused of beating Angelina Jolie or and his kids and so. his kids. Well, I well I think. Because plan A, plan plan B, the production company was responsible for it. Also, if Roman Talking somehow pulls off picture, Francis McDormand wins Oscar number five. Yeah, if, it will happen. He's one of the it won't ones. happen, but I'm Francis McDormand just gets nominated like all the time now. Yeah, I mean she's such a great actress. I mean she's she's now are she's now be. Coming in the league of Meryl Streep, where just no matter what, Meryl, Meryl and Francis, they're just going to get nominated. Yeah, even if, if it's they a breathe, they're in it. Um, but yeah, so well, well, she almost got it. She should have got in for uh, for uh, Macbeth. I agree. I think she should have gotten in for Macbeth, and she didn't. <laughs> oh, she didn't. No. No. Wow. Okay, I don't remember that at all. So and she didn't get in for women talking either. But I don't. I, I've heard that she's barely yeah, in the yeah. movie, so I'm not sure. Yeah. So let's kind of move to the technical stuff. So we have cinematography. Batman doesn't make it. Um, and Top Gun. Maverick Top Gun Maverick did not make it. Top Gun Maverick <laughs> didn't make it, and that was the front runner. Babylon didn't make it. Uh, uh, what else? But Bardo make? did. Yes, Bardo. And made I knew it I and... knew Bardo was gonna make it. I knew. I actually, from my predictions, I only hit two of them, and it was um, Bardo. And... Okay. and it was one of them was Bardo, and everyone was like, you know, it's not happening because I don't think it's getting in, even into international film which it didn't but i i did think that i don't know it's still getting into um cinematography and the only the only two that i predicted was bardo and all quiet on the western front the other ones i didn't <laughs> i didn't hit um but i'm surprised that the two of the one of the two was i'm surprised bardo. you didn't put I'm, I'm surprised you didn't pick deacons just i i i haven't seen empire light shutting by the box office nobody did nobody else did either yeah, uh, appar- apparently, uh, it's very bland looking. Yeah, because in hindsight, even... in hindsight, I, I think that, um, you know, I'm not, I would have never picked Roger Dickens. I do think it's more of a John Williams kind of situation, um, you know, because John Williams also got nominated for saw he was. They saw mm. his name there. It's like, let's nominate Yeah, him they again. saw his name and they were like, sure, Roger Dickens. Um, because, you know, I, I've, I haven't seen Empire of Light yet either, but I do. 
people who've seen it said that this is probably one of his weakest works and that is very bland looking. And there and were a lot of movies the bat, that the, bat, the Batman didn't get in. Uh, uh, nope yeah, the Batman. Um, nope, didn't get in. Honestly, I'm kind of happy that the Batman and Babylon didn't get in because I was not a fan of the cinema. I'm not. A, I'm not really a huge fan of Greg Fraser as a as a cinematographer. Um, I I didn't I didn't think he should have won for Dune either, and I so um so yeah I'm not that hurt about the Batman not getting in, but and I thought actually Babylon because there are a lot of people saying you know Babylon got snob cinematography. I don't think so. I don't think the cinematography in Babylon was that good. I mean, it is. It's not as showy as First Man or La La Land, but. It is like I mean, it still looks nice. Like it's like there's some really good shots in it, but I mean, it is like not as showy as most Linus Slint Sand Green movies. Well, 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 well it, it, so. the 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 big the big thing for cinematography for Babylon for me, is, I think it would have looked especially good if they put it in Dolby Cinema, but Avatar took up all the screens and they weren't going to move it. Would have been the uh, the the scene where they had to shoot shoot the silent movie scene. You're losing the light. Yeah, that 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 whole that whole bit. Yeah, I mean that's the way you can. Yeah, but I mean either way, it's like it is. I do agree with Alfie of like the two of the three collaborations that Linus Sangreen has had with uh, Giselle. Uh, it is the we- It is like the weakest or the least interesting. Yeah, I think it's his weakest work, honestly, because I do think his work, for example, in um, Battle of the Sexes or. No Time to Die. I think those are better shot movies than Babylon. And I mean, it does look pretty, but I, for example, at the beginning in the whole party sequences, I thought that it was it was really weirdly lit. I don't think it was lit very well. And also the blocking was kind of off in a lot of scenes. So that's why I'm not surprised that it, Babylon didn't get in because I didn't think it was, I didn't think it deserved to be in, to be honest. I, I had seen that we were with Elvis getting in and Mandy Walker getting in that she's only the third woman cinematographer to ever get in. Yes, yes, she is. And her previous works were Mulan, Hidden Figures, The Red Riding Hood. Uh, uh, she 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 did work with Baz on uh, on Australia. Yes, and she did. I mean, yeah, she's a very acclaimed cinematographer. She's done a lot of great work. Um, yeah, and, and it's nice to see her. Yeah, but I am surprised that it did get in over Top Gun. I think Top, you know, Top Gun was surprising because I feel like it it, it did kind of underperform from what people were having it. Because I did I did see a lot of people having it in screenplay, so I do think screenplay was a possibility. But, you know, it didn't get cinematography and didn't get actor. It didn't get director either. Um, so I was surprised, but I do was surprised to not see it in cinematography. But I am very happy to see Tar in cinematography because I do think it's one of the best shot movies, um, even though it's, it's not a very showy movie or, you know, it doesn't necessarily look like pretty or anything like that. But it did have uh, the best thing of Tar was kind of the blocking of it was so great um that's you what know because there's also 
entire you know it, it kind of has this kind of horror like feel you know um because it's not a horror movie but there's a lot of things uh horror stuff that was shot and you know there's stuff like uh you know this stuff you kind of don't notice but there's a lot of like ghosts in the movie like hitting in the background um throughout the whole movie and you don't really see them until you know and you know you're kind of looking for them um but yeah the whole and the whole orchestra sequences and all that i thought they were incredibly shot so i'm very i'm very happy to see tar in cinematography absolutely even though it is a cold looking it's a cold looking film it's still like visually striking and visually interesting the whole way through. So, the yeah. one I wanted to, to to briefly do was for for hair and makeup. For, for all quiet, did that get in because of the gore and the and and the blood, or are there actual scenes where you get to see everybody looking pretty beforehand? Because I still haven't seen it yet. Uh yes. Well, at the beginning of the movie, because it doesn't really start in the war. They're just kind of you know it starts with the recruitment of of men and you kind of see them after that after the whole um the you can see the aftermath of the of the battles um but there's a lot of makeup use like mud and blood and all of that that was all done with makeup and um so yeah i do i do think that it will quiet the uh, makeup nomination. yeah yeah i do i i do because it always amuses me when when a movie gets in for makeup where it's mainly for gore or for blood, and not and not for uh, and not for like movies that where like everybody looks pretty. Mm-hmm. Right. Although the most, still the one of the more baffling wins was when Suicide Squad won. Right. <laughs> we we don't talk about that here anyway. <laughs> so uh, going back down the list, has anyone seen any of the documentaries by any chance? Um, I've heard Fire of Love is excellent. I have not I've seen, seen. I've seen Fire of Love. It um, is really good. It is. It is an amazing documentary, and I, um, I'm happy that it got in because it kind of felt like you know, there's always one documentary that they snub, and I kind of was feeling that it was gonna be Fire of Love. Um, they, but they, but, they did snub uh, Moon Age Daydream. Yes, they did snub Moon Age Daydream. I've heard uh, uh, all the beauty and the bloodshed is supposed to be like the front runner. Yes, um, I haven't seen it. I do want to watch it soon. Uh, but yeah, it's probably the front runner. It won the Golden Lion at the Venice Film Festival, and um, it's been getting great reviews. Even though a lot of the documentary guilds didn't really nominate it, weirdly, um, but still got it. it. Still got it, and I think it's gonna win. Mm-hmm. So, and then continuing down on the list here. So, uh, uh, live action short. Uh, Alfonso Cuarón got in for uh, La 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 Pupil, Pupil, because he was one of the producers. I mean, good on him. I mean, you know, he is. I'm assuming no one's seen it, right? It's on Disney Plus. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, I haven't watched it, but it's on Disney Plus. I'll check it out. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah, he's All been right. he's been nominated, and now he got picture and director and writer, uh, screenplay, cinematography, yeah, editing. Now short film. I think he has like now like six or seven categories that he's been nominated in. I mean, good on him though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
good on him. Um, costume design, uh, pretty. I mean, it's a pretty standard list. Uh, very happy that Ruth Carter got in for Black Panther, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Great costumes. Babylon made it. Elvis made it. Everything All at Once made it. Miss Harris goes to Paris. Made it, and that's I think the only nomination for Miss Harris. By the way, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't really expecting Mrs. Harris to get anywhere else, but um, I think there were wasn't there some kind of put some kind of like quiet push for Leslie Manville. Yeah, but I mean, I, she did get in at gold at the Golden Globes, um, but I think after she missed BAFTA, I think that kind of died. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so kind of going back up more, best animated feature. Uh, we think you're we're all still thinking Guillermo del Toro, right? Yeah, yeah, that or that Marcel or turning, I think turning red could surprise if they really, really wanted to. I'm gonna say it right now there's a lot of good buzz on Puss and Boots, The Last Wish. I haven't, seen I don't it. think it'll win, but if there um, was um, to ever be a dark, dark horse. Yeah, it's it will probably be. But what? But will 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 have that kind of push? Will, will will there be a late late voting on that over Pinocchio or Marcel? I don't. I don't think so. I think I think Pinocchio already had had it has it in the bag. But I do. I do think there is a there is a scenario where Marcel takes it. But I think it's still <laughs> Pinocchio. Um, I'm just really sad that Mad God didn't get in. Uh, because yeah, I, I do think that should have been nominated. I think that would have been that should have been in the conversation to win in that category, and it just didn't. I guess because you know it's very experimental, so probably that was the reason. Did, did Mad God make the short list? Yes, it did make the short list. Um, but you know it's shorter, so I don't know if they had like kind of, um, you know, money to make a campaign for Mad God. So I don't know if that was the reason, or you know, the movie's re- it, it is really an experimental movie, so. I do see a lot of people being turned off by it, uh, but uh, yeah, I would have wanted Mad God to be there. International well, feature. I'm still pissed that uh, that decision leave missed. If if anything, because apparently it's all Eastern European stuff outside of uh, EO. No, no, e- no, uh, no. Uh, Argentina, 1985. Yeah, and I knew. I'm very surprised by the decision to leave missing, but once when I was watching the movie, I do like I do understand if there's a lot of people that were turned off by the decision to leave as well because it is a very it is a very flashy movie, flashly flashy edited, and you know the, the characters are necessarily likable, and the story kind of well, gets a little bit confusing a- in the middle. So you have I do. Attention. I'm not really that surprised. Uh, well, all, also RRR getting shut out. Well, um, RRR was wasn't wasn't nominated by India. India went with something else. Oh, with with, with international fe- This is one of the rules that I that I wanted to go over with international feature. The country makes the selection. Yeah. So if the country if the country says no to your movie, then you have to hope it gets something else. Like the year that uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire didn't get anything because France decided to go with something else. Uh, the Handmaiden didn't get anything because South Korea decided to go with something else. Which but is at least our 
insane. At least, at least not two, not two got in for song. <laughs> yeah. So, so RR didn't get shut out. Yeah, I I think France France is really funny because uh, they didn't yeah they didn't select Portrait of a Lady on Fire and then they selected another movie which didn't get nominated and then I no I thought Les Mis got nominated. Oh, was Les Mis? Okay, yes, it got yeah, nominated. It was, a, it was a version of Les Mis. Oh yeah, yeah, but still, I think Portrait I think Portrait would have won. I think, and they didn't select it. Then they. Selected Titan. <laughs> I I can't. I can imagine old Academy members watching that and think and and getting to and this, the car sex scene. And it's like, nope, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. Yeah, I think. What like, else I, in France came out that year? Like I one. I respect that they went like you know. Let's pick Titan and let's just send that out. And because well, then, then again, they, they send it out because it won the Palm Door. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Which maybe, is also insane. yeah, it, that's insane. But I think that's a great win, unlike Triangle of Sadness. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I, I guess I respect them for picking Titan that time, and then um, they went with uh, Saint Omer. Saint Omer, um, and I think they should have. I, I don't think Saint Omer ever had any possibility of getting nominated, to be honest, because. I think they should have gone with either Athena or Happening. I, th- I would think Athena would be a too political of a choice. But then again, what the hell do I know? I think they, yeah. they saw a, they saw St. Omer as being more the safe choice. But yeah, it's probably, it. you know, in, on paper, it is a safer choice. But I don't think St. Omer ever had a chance of getting that dumb. Um, and yeah, I guess I, I, Athena and Happenings are are very con- are kind of kind of controversial. I mean, Athena didn't really get a lot of I never control, saw, controversy. Uh, I, I I never heard of Happenings. What what is Happenings? Uh, it's a movie. That movie actually won the Golden Lion last year. At the, uh, no, in twenty twenty one, but it got released until last year, and it got a lot of buzz. I actually I do I think it got best director at. Um, at BAFTA uh, back in 2022. Um, so yeah, it was getting a lot of buzz, but it, it is a film about abortion. So ah, yeah, yeah, so I, I understand, I, like I kind of get it why they didn't choose it because I think they wanted to go with something safer and I, probably St. Homer, but I don't think that, I think they should have taken the, the risk and picking that one. Um, like they took the risk doing Titan because I, I guess they they saw well we took a risk and it didn't work so they didn't want to do it again. Yeah, and also Titan didn't make the short list that year either. Yeah, which not surprising. Oh, <laughs> mm. uh, is I know EO is about a donkey, but is it weird? Um, I haven't seen it, but I, I haven't seen I, it either. I've also heard Holy Spider is supposed to be really good too. Yeah, Holy Spider. But I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, but I do see that it's being compared with Zodiac a lot and Memories of Murder. Um, so I guess kind of that kind of movie. Um, so yeah, it's, it, that one was probably a little too dark for the Academy too. Okay, wow. All right, so to kind of round out here, uh, unless we have some other categories, um, 
We have song. Uh, and and not Ryan, not I think to not to not to not to. Uh, the weekend missed. The weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah. The weekend. The weekend missed. Taylor Swift missed because people <laughs> people thought Carolina stood a chance of making it, but yeah, I didn't because. I mean, I know there's a lot of movies that never really get anywhere aside from song, but I don't know. I never really thought that that was a thing. Um, I'm surprised that uh, the Mitski song got in for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, that and was also that we was get, a shocking. We, we, we'll get to hear uh, David Byrne from from Talking Heads sing. I I the, hope so. <laughs> and 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 Rihanna who, and Gaga. Who, 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 and I hope that the, that not to not to opens the show. Cause if you want to get everybody in a party mood and a celebration mood. Yeah. Right off I, the bat. Yeah. I think that that's a good idea. And then there's that Diane Warren song that nobody knows about, but I mean, she always gets nominated. So I actually did had her in my predictions because she always gets nominated and it, and it happens. Is it and a good song loses. though? I, I don't I've know. Heard I, ha- I, heard I haven't not- even heard it. <laughs> I, I've never heard of the movie. Me neither. I don't the know mo- what that movie. The, I, I mean, don't even the, know the, if it's the, a movie or a documentary. I don't know. The the movie the movie doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Yeah. Because <laughs> because on the Wikipedia page it it's it, it's a blank. There's no link to it. Yeah. Well, she man. she always you know if if you if you go through Diane Warren's nominations, there's a lot of movies that are like this movie. I there's no way this is a real movie because. She's always doing songs for these nothing movies that are. I think get it's a documentary. I'm looking at it. Tell, it's called "Tell Me, Tell It Like a Woman." It's a documentary. Catherine Hardwick was a direct did a thingy for it. Taraji B Henson did a thingy for it, and it has Cara Delevingne, Marsha Gay Harden, and Eva Longoria. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what the fuck it is. See, so yeah, I didn't never even know it was it. a documentary. <laughs> or I yeah. think it's a doc. I think it's a documentary, but it could be docudrama. Yeah, it's pro- yeah probably that. Uh, Stories of women in both in front and behind the camera. That's all. That's all. That's all. The, that's all the the IMDb thing he says. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it could it could be a fake movie. It could well, be it's not fake, but you know. I mean, yeah, but well, also Diane War- Diane Warren's also getting the honorary Oscar this year, right? Uh, yeah, she, no, she got it. She just got it. I th- I think they just gave it. I think I saw a video of her. I think they already handed those out. But but yeah, so that's why I think she's not going to win again. <laughs> well, well, Diane Warren will have a movie, one for next year because she wrote a song for Eighty for Brady. <laughs> and and it's Which I still can't make- believe it's a real movie. And it's gonna make it in. I know that's gonna make it in, but because she's like you know, she's like the Roger, she's like Roger Dickens and John Williams. They they always see those three names and they're like, let me vote for this, even though I don't know what this movie is or I don't know if this work is any good, but let me vote for them. Or or, or yes, this movie was terrible, but I see their name and I'm gonna vote for it anyway. Yeah, sure. Like um, uh, Rise of Skywalker, guy. Like like like. Uh... John Williams got in for Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> he got in for all the three Star Wars movies, the new ones. Didn't he? Did he get in for all three prequels? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, not for the new ones. He did got in for Force Awakens and The Last Jedi as well, and Rise of Skywalker. 
which is weird because yeah because a lot of that a lot of that a lot of those are re-existing pre-existing themes yeah especially for rise of skywalker yeah, I'm surprised it even was eligible, any of them, because it does it is a lot of recycled they allowed it. music. Yeah. They allowed it. I mean, I, I can understand for Force Awakens because you have Ray's theme, but yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a stretch. Uh, yeah. especially but, for but hey, they they didn't allow Tar this year and there wasn't there another movie they didn't allow No, Which they didn't what, allow uh, What is that about? I think because uh, most of the score I think is is what Mars Mars Fifth Symphony. Yeah, because a lot of it is like classical music, and it's I think it's very similar to to Mother, um, the Aronofsky movie, because it it kind of had a score in quotes, but not really. What's more of sound design, Um, so that's why they didn't got eligible. Because the actual music in the movie, it's it's not it's like classical music. It's not anything written. Although although it did it did win for uh for at the critics' choice. Yeah, it did win best score at the critics' choice, which is crazy because I was like, this movie does not have a score. (laughs) Well, it's insane because Johan Johansson uh did an actual score for Mother, but yeah, Darren Aronofsky just tossed it out because you know he's Darren Aronofsky. So, yeah, um, and I kind of wish he would at least, you know, release it now that uh, he passed yeah. away, you know, because yeah. le- I think the least thing will be to release that score, but I don't know if they're going to do that. Yeah, I mean, at least give us like a, you know, Alex North 2001 kind of like release where it's like it's not the score never got it made it made it into the movie. But, you know, here's what he was thinking of. And even Jerry Goldsmith's Alien score, a lot of it. Is not in the movie, so yeah, and, and a lot of Hans Zimmer's score for uh, uh, for uh, Tree of Life, no, not Tree of Life, uh, the other one, the, the Thin movie. Blue Line, Thin Blue Line didn't get in or it wasn't in the final movie. Oh, oh like, and I think that got nominated. Also, yeah. when, also, Top Gun Maverick was was deemed ill, ill, not not eligible because I think they said it used too many themes from the last from the original yeah it's crazy to think about because so many other movies get in and there's a lot of new score in maverick too like a lot of the new stuff from lady gaga is in the movie predominantly so yeah yeah, that's crazy and going back you know to john williams they did got him in for all the three star wars movies which is kind of the same thing so that was crazy and mm-hmm. and yeah, so they didn't want to nominate for composers because it was Hans Zimmer, the original guy, Gaga, and somebody else. Yeah, I guess there's a lot of people. And the, and the, like, guy, and the mm-hmm. guy who and the guy who did the does the two uh, Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, the newer Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, More and the same, the same thing happened with with Blade Runner twenty forty nine because they had Hans Zimmer and I believe it was Benjamin Wolfish. Yes. Yeah, and actually, Johan Johansson also did a score for Blade Runner twenty forty nine that got tossed out as well. So. God, can you imagine at the end of your life you you have two score because those two movies, Mother and Blade Runner, both came out like within weeks of each other. Yeah, those and were the actually the, they were that and, those were his last two scores actually, and both of them got tossed away. Yeah, and his and the last score that was that he. That he composed where he was alive for was Mandy, and yeah. the Academy deemed that it that deemed that it couldn't be because it went on VOD, VOD before theater. Yeah, and that that was a and great now score. They, and, now, 
and now they changed the rule because Andrea Reisenberg should in in the old salt system would not have been allowed because that was the same day VOD as theaters. Yeah. But because of the pandemic. And actually talking about Andrea Reisenberg, I think she was very demandy than she was into Leslie. She's better in a yeah. lot of other she's better in Possessor. Let's be she's, Oh, she's yeah. amazing in Possessor. Yeah, let's be honest here. Let's be honest with ourselves. But I don't know. Have you guys seen to Leslie? Actually, I've not. I don't know nope. why I've said that. So, well, I um, I, th- I think we're a lot of people are, are waiting for it to hit like a Netflix or something, so that they don't have to shell out. Six yeah, it's in, to watch it. It's I um. Watch I, be- it right I believe I believe it's it's on PVOD. Um, I did. I have seen to Leslie. I watched it a couple weeks ago because I was like, "What is this buzz going on? I need to see it." And honestly, it is, it is a very baity performance. Cause she's so she's playing this. Um, uh, she plays a woman who won who won the lottery, and at the beginning of the movie, and then you know years later, she's kind of you know she's an alcoholic and she really has nothing to go with her life because she spent all the money that she won from the lottery, and she has this really strained relationship with with her family, with her parents and her son, and. Yeah, it's kind of that kind of uplifting story, you know, that she's kind of, you know, moving on and making herself a better person, things like that. And But to be honest, which is what I want, what I find weird about this whole campaign, because I do think there were other actors in that same movie that were given Oscar-worthy performances as well. And nobody I've was... I've heard Mark Maron is... Mark Maron is really good. Um, it is... Allison Janney is in it. Um, she plays her. I, I believe it's her mom or stepmom. They really didn't make it that clear if she was her mom or stepmom. But, <laughs> she, but she she was great in it. I do. I think it's probably one of my favorite Allison Janney performances. She was incredible in that. And it's weird to me that, you know, because a lot of people were like, you know, it's not. There's nothing weird going on because you know she was really good in it, and you know it's very it's beautiful to see this. People, you know, colleagues kind of lifting her up for that. But it's weird to me because nothing else from the movie is being uplifted like that. Like nobody's talking about Mark Maron or Alice and Jenny or talking about the screenplay, which I, I thought was pretty good as well. Uh, so that's and, why and- I find it kind of weird because I'm like, do you kind of I, I feel like Andrew Riceborough kind of make that campaign up, you know? <laughs> It, it it it's it's also weird too because it's a studio that that I think is it's most known for Goon Two, the 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 hockey movie. Yeah, uh, and, and uh, actually, Mark Mark Maron tweeted um, right before the whole campaign started. He tweeted out that he was very disappointed with I believe it's called Momentum Pictures or something like that. Yeah, that he was really disappointed with them because they were doing no campaign for the movie and people weren't seeing it because people didn't know it existed or that it was on PVOD or it was in theaters or whatever. And he, I believe Andrew Riceborough only got in at the in the Spirit Awards. And, yeah. you know, Imagine that's pretty much the, the only Award. thing that she had. Imagine if she wins. It, grant, now, granted, with this year with the Spirit Awards, it's best performance. So I think, yeah, I think he could take could it now. I, I think she could take Best Actress at Spirit Awards now. Well, but... no, 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 no. It, it, it's, a, it's a combined. So, so. Oh, yeah, uh, best, best Lead Performance, right? It's, so, I don't know what else is nominated, but. I think she's, she's uh, going to get, I think she's nominated with Kate Blanchett in Tar. And, and Michelle Yeoh. And Michelle Yeoh. 
So I don't know if, but here's, here's the thing. Here's what I kind of doesn't fit in, in my brain, because, um, when the campaign was happening, everyone who, all the celebrities were like, uh, they were actually name checking and say, you know, um, Kate Blanchett, Michelle Yeoh, Viola Davis, and then they'll, that Wilder, they're pretty much locked. So how about if we give that fifth spot to Andrew Riceborough? And I said, that's not going to happen because if Andrew Riceborough gets in, she's going to get in instead of Viola Davis or Daniel Deadweiler. And I didn't want that to happen. But people were like, no, she's going to take that fifth spot. And like, she's not. She's going to take, because I knew, I, I felt like Anna de Armas was going to get in for Blonde. So that she was taking that fifth spot. So I knew she was going to get in for either of them. And Lee, I mean, Lee they both ended up missing. And now Lee I don't... Like, I'm not sure now during the voting period for the winners, I'm not sure what's going to happen. You know, how how about if this campaign happens again with her and she ends up winning over yeah, Kate Blanchard? Are they going to push her that... that or are they, they going to push it that much more? Or is it, or is it like, yay, we won! Now let's vote. Yeah, for I'm interested to see that because I don't think I I don't think I would like I don't mind her being here. But it does make me uncomfortable that she got in instead of Viola Davis and Daniel Deadweiler. But I think it would. I don't think anyone would watch that movie and be like, you know, she should win the Oscar. And it would be chaos if she got it instead of Kate Blanchard or Michelle Yeoh. Well, oh, yeah. uh, lead, lead performance at Spirit is absolutely insane because you have Kate Blanchett, you have Dale Dickey, you have Mia Goth got in for Pearl, which she should have gotten in for the Oscar. Regina Hall got in, Paul Mescal got in, Aubrey Plaza should have got in for the Oscar. Jeremy yeah, Pope, uh, Taylor Russell got in, yeah, <laughs> and uh, Michelle Yell. Bones and all didn't get anything, <laughs> but but it cleaned up at the Spirits. It did get a lot of the Spirit Awards. Um, but yeah, it, it is a crazy category. But I'm not sure, like, this is why it, it this is why that this complaint is kind of pissing me off because I don't I don't I don't think people are kind of seeing what's going on because it's like what like right now, like Andrew Riceboro's performance is really it's great in to Leslie. And I do think she deserves an Oscar nomination. But what her problem is is the way she got that nomination in which you know, she's taking place of uh, of Viola Davis or Daniel Deadweiler. And then what's stopping them to kind of campaign her into winning the Oscar, which is, I, yeah. th- I think Are it's possible. Gonna... I think it would happen if they decided to do that again. And right now, and, and of course, this is a new thing. And this is something that, of course, will be replicated in years to come by other actors and yeah right. will, will will there be some some tiny indie or some movie that got buried by netflix it could be in, but in the- like for example right now it is a great performance but i see in the future when something that you know a performance that isn't that great doing this and people being like you know i know this person and he's great so let me vote for him even though this performance sucks like you know something like let's say like christian bale in the pale blue eye or something like that Mm. oh god that would have been disastrous <laughs> yeah so right now it's not i don't think that's a that's huge of a problem because right. andrew riceberg was re- legit great into leslie but i think it, it's gonna happen eventually stole, that someone who was not good is gonna do this right uh yeah okay so we are over an hour into the show um i think uh we should be getting towards wrapping up so 
Do we have any final thoughts, final things we want to mention before we go real quick in the last five minutes of the show? Mm, well, um, uh, live action short. We granted they didn't make the short list, but uh, all too well the short film did not did not get in. Yeah, I, not, I wanted I'm to see that, that get nominated just for the chaos. Yeah, that would have been chaos. <laughs> and, and, but I mean, we have Andrew Riseborough, so we already have a lot of chaos going on. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And there was a short, and there was an animated short film called "My Year of Dicks." Yeah, wait, wait, I wait, need wait, to watch. Which, I don't know what that's about, but I need to watch it. Which when uh 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 what's his face was 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 announcing the the nominees the yeah. nominees he said my my year of dicks yeah and then he kind of laughed and then the next title that was my. Uh, uh, my ostrich something my ostrich told me the, the world is fake and I think I believe it <laughs> <laughs> yes it's like, really, are you sure? the world I'm is curious to see what that's about it. yeah are we yeah. sure that's a real movie it, I hope so short. but it's I mean, crazy hey, because it's, it's crazy because it does look like you know, if you're like an animated short, I think the crazier your title is, I think the the more chance <laughs> you have them getting in. Because that, that has happened a lot in the last few years that there's an animated short mm-hmm. film like this crazy title and it always gets in. Yes. And same for like documentary. If it has like a, like My Octopus is a Teacher or whatever. Like, yeah. I hated that movie. I hated that movie. I hated <laughs> My Octopus Teacher. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, like if it sticks out, it's gonna be, you know, a, it's gonna have a better chance because not everyone's gonna watch all these documentaries. So, um, yeah, as but much as actually, there was one, there was one documentary short that was nominated last year that was so bad. Um, that was called, I believe, it was called "When We Were Bullies." I believe it's an HBO Max. So that documentary was basically about this guy who was a bully in high school, and he would seek out people. He, the people that he used to torment in high school and you kind of thought it was to apologize but it was kind of like you know i used to bully you but you kind of deserved it so what are we going to do about this and, <laughs> and it, it was just so awful and terrible and it got nominated for best documentary short okay then um all right yeah uh okay so um anything else before we go yeah, I think that's it. I'm just, I guess, a little disappointed that Babylon didn't get a lot, but, you know, I kind of expected it. Yeah, it, it's unfortunate, but, I mean, with the buzz uh, on that movie, I can see, like, why it dis- died a horrible it, death. I, I, I think one of the big surprises is that the only real Netflix thing that got in was All Quiet. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, like, got... Yeah. I mean, that kind of like got dumped on Netflix, and then it kind of started getting buzz after. Yeah. Which is it's crazy because people were like, you know, Netflix might not get anything this year, but somehow they always find the way to squeeze something into Best Picture now, and it got all quiet there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Glass Onion is still nominated for uh, Adapted Screenplay, but... That's I mean, it. That's it. That's all the Netflix stuff. Yeah, just like Knives and Out. Well, yeah. And Blonde is, I mean, nominated for Best Actress and Hair. Yeah, make good, hair makeup. Good, for yeah good for them. All right. Also, with with women talking, get with uh, Sarah Polly getting in, I still only associate her mainly with uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake. 
She's done other things, but I mean, I I know, and I I think she also didn't she direct like an acclaimed documentary a couple of years ago. Yes, she's a Mm -hmm. documentary filmmaker. Yeah, I haven't, and was also in a couple movies. I've only seen from her films. I've seen Take This Wall so years ago. Maybe I should rewatch that. I did watch Away from Her last year, and that is that is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All did right. you see Splice? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> okay. It, it it it's weird. We know yeah, you would like I know, that. Alfie. I know what it's about. <laughs> we we know. All right, so uh, we're kind of wrapping up down or so, wrapping up here. Uh, so. Starting with you, Ryan, where can the good people find you? Um, and do you have anything to plug? I have nothing to plug. I am on the uh, the Twitter at the Chew Defense, and I'm also on the, the Instagram at the same thing. And I'm on YouTube at RyPro, R-Y-P-R-O, 525. And that's it. All right. Alfie? Uh, well, I guess we have the... We do the, do the Twitter spaces, uh, the movie ranking spaces, which you are part of as well. Um, so yeah, if anyone wants to join on Twitter, they're welcome. We're doing, well, this year, <laughs> it's going to be like sometimes, but usually we do it like three or four times Once a week. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, sometimes sometimes it's every day. Yeah, sometimes it's every it's day, sometimes it's off. been a week and we haven't done anything. So it's, um, it's, it's something we can do it. It's whenever we can do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Check those out. Um, I'll leave a link in the description to uh, Skadoosh's Twitter so you can keep up with the movie ranking space. So, but yes, uh, guys, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for spending an hour and now fifteen minutes uh, talking about Oscar stuff with me. Thank you guys so much for doing. Ryan, this is your idea. Also, thank you for presenting this. You're welcome. Um, we could I'll, we should do like uh like like the wrap up, and, and then we can all bit, piss and I can see I can see us in a month and a half now pissing and moaning like how the fuck did I Andrea Reiserberg get win? Uh, oh, yeah, I mean well, now well, now I do see a path for her to win, so I wouldn't be that surprised. <laughs> I think if the, if the, if the, if if the push was as loud at it's still loud going in. Yeah. Or yeah. if like Jamie Lee Curtis wins for, for supporting actors, I can see a lot of people. Uh, yes. I don't, no, please, I don't know. Ryan, please, no. Anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, manifest any but, of that. Yeah, no. Thank you guys so much, Alfie. Thank you for joining us. Um, also, and also, um, we will have a best of 2022 list coming very, very soon. Sure. We are actually waiting on one more movie to watch before we do the list, and it is Woman Talking. So. We are gonna do watch that wide. Absolutely, yes, very much so. Uh, but yes, yeah, we're that, gonna, that comes out Friday. Watch that, that comes out in theater. Or we'll that finally do the MGM list, is finally uh, taking week. that thing wide so, this Friday. Th- so keep up with the finally. podcast. Um, A little too late, but... and we do have one more podcast <laughs> coming. We are going to do. Uh, the searching saga, whatever you want to call it, searching and missing. Uh, David and I will cover that either in the ne- sometime in the next couple of days. Uh, all very, very, very soon with more movie coverage, more movie reviews. We'll be back with you very soon.
Hi, this is Grace Allen. Please leave a message. Mom, where are you guys? about a guest you had? Espere, no hablo español. Um, does anyone speak English? Uh, I'm sorry. This is Elijah Park. Please, I need your help. The FBI doesn't have jurisdiction to investigate in Colombia. So is there anything I can do? The best thing you can do to help us is just wait by your phone. Say hi, Mommy. <laughs> hi, Junebug. I'm not giving up on my mom.